The RCMP needs to do a better job of responding, particularly around community needs. Now, there's a lot of people with different ideas about what that could be, but I think an openness to looking at different models is going to be important, but a conversation with Canadians, with premiers, with municipalities about their future, about the best way to respond to uh, policing is, is something we have to be having as a country. Isn't that interesting? That is a conversation that the Prime Minister had with a TV station CTV Atlantic just in the last 48 hours, as a matter of fact, talking about policing and potentially transforming what a national police force looks like. Now, the RCMP, as we know, has several different functions in this country, and one of them is to provide some local policing. That has been the topic of much debate in Surrey. We expect some kind of... I'm even reluctant to say it, some kind of final, I put that in air quotes, decision tomorrow when we hear from the provincial government on that. But in the meantime, is it possible that there is a bigger shift that could happen here with the RCMP, that it is moving away from local community policing to becoming something more like a national overseeing police force like the FBI in the United States? Is this kind of transformation even possible? Well, joining us now is Dr. Scott Blanford, who's an assistant professor and program coordinator of policing and public safety at Laurier University. Dr. Blanford, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. Nice to be back. What do you think about these conversations? Well, these conversations are nothing new. There's been a number of commissions and studies that have looked at this issue over a number of years, but the the Mass Casualty Commission report is the most recent one and probably the most far-reaching one that has generated this conversation. And it's, I think it's a topic that's well worthy of discussion. Uh, the, The size of the RCMP and the breadth of what they're responsible for policing is just mind boggling. And to think that they can be all things to all people, I just don't think is realistic and it needs to be reassessed. So what do you think of what we see happening here in our community of Surrey, where they're talking about keeping it when it seems like other levels of government would like to see it gone? It's really interesting that, again, it's the politics at play here. And the concern is that at the local level, that policing needs of the community are not being met because decisions are being made far away in Ottawa, for example. And there's the lack of a police services board in Surrey that can make those local decisions and reflect community needs. And I think that's one of the driving factors behind it. But it goes back to how policing evolved in Canada, going back to Section 91, Section 92 of the Constitution Act, and who actually has responsibility for policing. In Ontario and Quebec, we have the provincial police services, but in the other provinces and territories, we don't have that. So by default, the RCMP stepped in and took up contract policing, which has expanded exponentially over the years. In your opinion, is it possible for these provinces, Alberta's talked about it, BC's mused about it, to now have their own provincial police force? Well, I think the time has come for that. The problem is that logistically, it's just a massive undertaking. It's, it doesn't happen overnight. There's a long period of time of transition. There's not just the police officers in the front line that the public sees, but there's an entire infrastructure behind that that has to be built, has to be funded. And there's a transition period there that's going to take a period of years to get into place. And so it becomes a question of the political will and the financial ability. So are you saying it's too much for the provinces to take on at this point? I don't think it's too much. I think it's a case of where the the decision has to be made and then they have to move forward with a long-term strategic plan on how to implement it. I think it's something that's long overdue and it's something that should move forward, but it has to be done thoughtfully and it has to take into consideration the ability of the taxpayer to fund it. 
Okay, well, that's the thing, right? I feel like with, as taxpayers, we want the best service, but we don't want to pay top of the line price for that. That's got to be, we're always cost conscious. Exactly, exactly. And it's, you know, when you talk about businesses, their reason for existence is to maximize shareholder profit. But for public service, it's to maximize taxpayer value. And so that's what we want to look at. How do we maximize the efficiency and effectiveness of policing at the local level while still maintaining a you know, reasonable cost to it? Okay. How do we do that? <laughs> well, it's a case of where you have to look at where you can uh, avoid duplication of services. Uh, you know, one of the, the positives of having the RCMP at the contract level is just their sheer buying power, for example, when it comes to buying police vehicles. But there are ways to do that at the provincial and local level by forming uh, purchasing consortiums, uh, sharing of services, mutual aid agreements, and, and working all this out. But again, it has to be a very uh, strategic approach into how this would come about. And they have to understand that this is going to take a period of time and the political uh, you know, support for it has to remain beyond the, the term of the most current politicians. Right. And there's also something, I think, for, for those areas that do have their own police force, I think there is a feeling that, well, don't take our police force away from us. Like people will feel like they are losing their connection to their local police. There are. And that's that's one of the major concerns is that you're bringing in a service who isn't local, who has officers that transfer in and transfer out and don't have that same sense of community, don't have that local knowledge. And that's always an issue that you want to keep at your local level. So that's one of the major arguments for a localized police service. Okay, so given what you've seen here and, and been observing of what's happening, does it seem odd, though, that like in Surrey, they're talking about keeping the RCMP when all the signs clearly seem to indicate that even the federal government would like to move beyond this? Yeah, there's always the argument that contracting with the RCMP is cheaper because right. you don't have to pay for all that infrastructure. But the problem is, is that you have no control over that infrastructure. So, it, again, it's a very political issue, and it depends on what side of the fence you're on on those politics. But locally is going to be more expensive, generally, but it gives you greater control and flexibility in addressing community needs. And so the question becomes, when you're balancing those two, is that the more important factor for those areas that have that local uh, police service and are comfortable with it? they're supportive of paying a few extra dollars because they feel they're getting better service. But that's the that's the pitch that has to be made, isn't it? Saying, this is what it you're is. going to get. This is what you're getting now. This is what you're going to get. Like, you have to convince people that it's worthwhile. Yeah, and, and you have to keep in mind that the vast majority of people really have no contact with police on a daily basis other than perhaps an occasional a traffic stop. So they don't have a true understanding of what resources are actually available within their community and how it's impacting their community. Did you want to make a prediction here, Dr. Blanford? Like, what do you think is going to happen? With the Surrey yes. position? Oh, I, I believe they will go with the Surrey Police Service. It, it, in my mind, it's the most logical choice. Uh, and it, that, I think, will be a catalyst for other municipalities and possibly even the provinces looking at making that move as well. The, the RCMP is just too large. It, it's it's trying to be all things to all people from traffic tickets to counterterrorism. And it's just, it, when you spread yourself too thin, you become inefficient at, at everything. So I think it is time for them to reassess their mandate. Uh, they will still retain the indigenous uh, policing components. And I think that needs to be looked at as well, but that's a whole different discussion. All right. Lots of discussions. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> 
Thanks for having me. That's Dr. Scott Blanford. Yeah, lots of discussions waiting for a decision. Uh, Dr. Blanford is an assistant professor and program coordinator of policing and public safety at Laurier University. So as you can see, it's not just here in Metro Vancouver that we're talking about this issue. It is right across the country. The question of what to do with the RCMP or what should it become is something that is being discussed at the highest levels. You heard the prime minister also talking about that. And that's just in the last couple of days, right? So the so-called decision day is tomorrow once again. And of course, we'll have complete coverage right here for you on 980 CKNW.